knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, all right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about fabrication, um, being able to take care of your own problems. I think what actually sparked this idea with me was I, uh, I, I kind of am setting up like a hobby farm homestead kind of action, and we're looking at smaller things and a, a decent tractor with like a bucket and something cool. You're usually the packages are like 20, 25,000, get your little trailer, a smaller tractor where you can pull lots of like PTO things and whatever. I want to get there and being a fully capable functioning farm, you're going to need these things, but that's a little out of my budget and I'm not really there yet. And I not the guy who wants to get into debt. You know, I don't want to get into trouble. So I got a uh, four-wheeler, and I found out you could get a lot of these attachments. Now, something that could take me two hours to do with a big tractor, I can do in four or five hours with the four-wheeler and these attachments. So it's kind of cool, and it gets me, you know, gets me closer, right? Because it's also something that would take me a week if I was doing it by hand. So that that's where right. it's huge, right? So, um, when I started looking at it, it was hard to make the connections from certain attachments to mount up to my four wheeler without buying like eight different things. Like this will get you to this size and this will get you to this size. And people are like, good luck finding a sleeve that'll mount hard to your trailer, your four wheeler and, you know, to put in the attachments and, you know, be able to support the weight and things like that. And I started thinking about that. And all my buddies were like, yeah, you just weld it. What do you, what do you mean? Good luck finding it. You just mm-hmm. attach it, you know? And right. that's the thing. If you're really going to make it on any kind of budget, you need to kind of have a machine shop or something kind of going on your farm 
or like I said, your homestead, your off-grid site, your location. If you're uh, I can take care of and do myself kind of guy, you need to start setting up a world where you can handle things without running to the hardware store or ordering on Amazon the right thing. And as a prepper and being able to survive in any world, being able to put things together or make little quick welds and things like that, or being able to have a drill press where you can drill big holes in things, or you can, you know, a bandsaw where you can cut off, you know, your big thick, you know, farm attachment to make it fit in a different application. These things are huge for self-reliance. Being able to really take care of yourself makes a difference. And it honestly is going to save you a lot of money in the long run as far as having to order different implements or different things to make attach when you're like, well, if it just went like this, I could just put it together and we'd have no problem. Now, welding is definitely an art form and, and people can expand it to any level that you want. But it also is something that in an hour of training and four or five hours practice, you could be doing on your own reasonably quality work that that's going to stick together. It might not be the prettiest thing, but I mean, you get there, you should be able to, you know, stick a razor blade on the front of your bumper and, you know, make it the death mobile from, uh, what, what is the movie? Road warrior, road Road warrior, Warrior, Mad Max. I'll tell you what, if we're going to have Thunderdome vehicles. Yeah, it's time and it's time, man. This is the apocalypse. And it's time for the uh, Thunderdome. My wife was talking to me the other day and told me that we need to start dressing more appropriately. You know, I'm going to work with jeans and work boots. And she thinks I should do like a mohawk, you know, maybe like shoulder pads with, you know, spikes on them and shit. And assless chaps. Assless chaps. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. The whole thing. I mean, watch any of those Road Warrior movies with Mel Gibson, the old, uh, old, uh, older ones. And they really have the, the look down. That's what I'm going for. You know, some of you more creative guys. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you more creative guys might want to be doing like steampunk or uh, apocabilly styles, but it's time to change up, change up our looks, man. We got to get ready. Yeah. Yeah, That that sounds right. You know, you guys need to uh, step up your prepping game. And and I think that, you know, maybe this is the way to do it is, is learning some fabrication, how to, uh, you know, and also, just think of what welding could do for your outfits. If you need to weld together your outfit, you're yeah. setting some you're fashion already, standards. Yeah. yeah, that's right, man. You're already uh, setting the setting the tone for the new world. So, one of these things, like I actually worked out. You know, I'm still setting up the new shop and moving my equipment. A lot of stuff is still in storage, and so I was worried about these attachments. And luckily, the place where I work actually has kind of a shop just available to me um uh, um an electrician and and the electricians and the mechanics kind of work hand in hand and we basically have all the like a workshop available to us to go do anything we need to do and this includes like a a 10 foot bandsaw you know i mean that's pretty Mm -hmm. freaking cool that you know 10 foot it doesn't get hot you know Mm -hmm. you can just kind of burn through things like butter you know and i was like oh yeah look at that i can cut that trailer hitch right in half without even thinking about it you know problem that's that's not something i can do in my you know normal setup 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have a uh, like a chop saw with a, a big grinding disc on it. Um, I'm mentioning these things because these are things you might want to add to your, you know, world. Right. Um, you know, to be able to just walk in and chop anything at any time, easy as could be. Um, at a minimum, you should have a belt grinder. You should have an air compressor. You should have a couple air tools that, you know, whatever. I haven't set up my stuff here, but there will be a, uh, again, I'm, I'm only months at my new location here. So um, actually like a month, month and a half, and I've been working on the house and whatever. So I haven't gotten things set up yet. Um, but in my barn, there's going to be an air compressor and, you know, yeah. a big long air hose on a reel. In my house, I actually, I'm so cool now. I have a second house with a shop in it and over there, there's going to be an air compressor because tools and being able to grind stuff, you know, now for the smaller where I do, you know, gun parts and, and things like that, you know, I have things like Dremel tools and, and things like that and a little drill press and, and different things. And for some reason that we're not allowed to mention in public, I may have a router. I don't mm-hmm. know what you could be routing. But you know what you would yeah, I like I, I like custom about. woodwork is why you know yeah no yeah it's nice for the edges Finish of shelves molding. and things yeah. right that's right that's so, right now I, I <clears throat> one thing I want to touch on real quick when we're talking about uh you know putting together a good shop is yeah. uh is drills now screw guns are great you know and they do a lot they've been coming out with the uh, impact screw guns yeah and big they difference. have made like great great strides but you were mentioning earlier air and if you have the ability or access to compressed air you know you can really get some you know heavy duty equipment um if you don't have that uh think about getting cord drill drills with cords on them you know because they're still going to give you more torque than you know than a, a battery charged one or at least you know you might be able to get the torque out of a battery powered drill but um you're going to knock those batteries out real fast. And yeah. if you have an air compressor or a quarter drill, you, you can just go all day and knock things out with it without right. having to worry about, all right, guys, you got to take a half hour break and let this other battery charge up again. Exactly. You know, it's um, if you're house. me, you have about eight batteries on backup to keep mm-hmm. it in rotation, but no, that's As everybody should. a legitimate point. Well, I just have it because I, I keep replacing drills and the batteries yeah. seem to last longer. Well, than I, the I drill tell you also, also go to a, go to a, uh, if you're looking for a corded drill or an air, air, uh, you know, uh, impact gun, uh, go to, go to your, um, pawn shops, man. They have them and they, nobody wants them. You can get a, a $200 impact gun, air impact gun at the, at the pawn shop for 18 bucks. Some nice. crackhead stole it, dropped it off there, and they got it on the shelf, and it's not moving anywhere. So they're ready to give that shit away. They might have to, to haggle a little bit, but that's what pawn shops are for. It's for haggling. You're ready to no, walk out the door with your pocket, your money in your pocket. And, and then, there's nothing wrong with stepping up your haggle game. So, you know, mm-hmm. a, a prepper should be able. Also, a large vice can be huge. Yeah. Um, huge. Believe it or not, at random, um, like I, I work in a big industrial kind of place. They uh, like change, you know, the setup and they'll be like, Oh, we're throwing away that line and there'll be thousand dollar setups in there. And they're like, yeah, if you want to take it, just take it. I mean, you fill out a little card, like it, we, we call them gate passes. 
you know, hey, I'm allowed mm-hmm. to take this drill press home. Nobody needed right. it. And then they put in the new thing and are like, hey, we need a drill press. Oh, yeah, you should order one. About two grand. No problem. Yeah. And, you know, these kind of things, that's pretty cool. That's- yeah, and if you're not lucky like Chuck, you know, you you can find a lot of these things at estate sales. Yeah. Uh, mentioned pawn shops, yard sales. And they come out of factories. You know, yep. people get them from their work, the ridiculously oversized drill press that they have in the garage, you know, that really, you know, and they're, they're selling it for 200 bucks or a hundred bucks or, right. you know, these things that matters, you know, um, I know, uh, my dad had, uh, kept for generations has this big, uh, I say generations, 30, 40 years. Um, yeah. a, uh, shopsmith. One and a half generation. Right. A shopsmith, yeah. things like that has, which is like a lathe, a big sanding disc, has a belt sander, has all these different attachments and setups right. that you can still get stuff for, you know, and that's pretty freaking awesome. And he's like, yeah, I've been saving it for you. You can come get it. And, and it's, you know, here and I haven't gotten off my ass. I guess that's a trip I need well, to take. It is, a, it is a heavy piece of equipment, you know. And you need room to store it and, and room to set it up. And I guess that's where the extra house comes in handy, right? You that's, know, right. You, that's right. That's right. I mean, I, I, feel like, I feel like if you're a prepper, you should have some form of a shop, you know, yeah. whether it's your garage or your basement. Uh, you should have some place where you're keeping your tools where you can set up and work on a big project. Because yeah. big projects, when they come up and you can do them yourself, man, that saves you a lot of money and it can get you, you can get a lot a lot of work done by yourself working in your spare time, you know, right. Really big projects that might seem overwhelming, uh, overwhelming to most people. You know, if you invest the time and the effort in in learning how to operate your tools, you can get a lot accomplished. I used to work, uh, used to work for a company called Granger out in, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And we did, um, we did the interiors of home depots, you know, the shelving and things like that. Right. And I remember putting a bolting together uh some uh was we were, it was in the lumber yard and they have big steel uh uprights and then big steel arms that come off the uh off the uprights that the lumber sets on. And okay. we were bolting those together one day and uh the guy next to me turned around and he goes, Man, I love steel. And I was like, That you know, that's a good point, man. If you can fabricate something out of steel, it's gonna last forever and it's gonna right. hold up it is. to it anything you know yeah i mean once you get into it and start to understand the different types of metal and their purposes and what you can do it's a whole world open to you and i'm not sure you guys want to you know commit this much you're like hey man i'm trying to learn about guns i'm trying to learn about farming i'm trying to learn about you know a hundred other things you pick and choose but you know we try and bring each aspect to you and let you kind of decide what's important to you. But all I know is if you can make your own shit, you can save so many man hours and so many dollars of things that, you know, you could be spending on. And instead you're able to, you know, just beef up your own setup and, you know, set up your own lifestyle to work your way and customize it so that the world works for you instead of you working for the world. That's right, brother. There you go. All right. Um, Also, to think like some big beefy wrenches. You know, I always, one of the things that that was like such an asset that 
early on I learned from a mechanic friend is having a great uh, like breaker bar kind of thing and stuff like that. So I started carrying a one inch uh, piece of black pipe, like 36 inch long by one inch. Right. And I'm able to like throw that on a wrench or whatever and really muscle something off. Having leverage is huge. And I had to get a uh, trailer hitch ball off something the other day. And I was at a, a buddy of mine's house and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm pulling with my big wrench and I still can't get it. And he's like, right. well, hang on a minute. And the guy had like a six foot long, like one and a half inch square, uh, like angle iron kind of thing. And we just slid that over a pipe wrench. And when you're six feet long and a giant piece of steel, it's, it's impressive to have leverage. Right. But the idea is the right tool. You know, I'd be sitting there crying for, you know, hours and hours trying to work something out and having the right tool, you know, gets it done. Problem um, solved. And, you know, one of the things is when opportunities come up, take them. I know it, at my job, I was just talking to Kevin a minute ago and, and the idea is, you know, they offered like crane school. Hey, you want to go to OSHA crane school? You know, these are different things that you could take advantage of and you know go yeah. out and hey just sign me up or hey we're offering a welding class anybody you know in the company want to go do that you know and the same thing applies maybe your company has like hey we're looking for somebody to be an emt on the job right. site you know do you want to go do that take advantage when the opportunities come or maybe when your buddy's like hey you know i'm going to weld up that plow this weekend you want to come give me a hand maybe you go learn and figure it out you know Right. Take advantage and, you know, of opportunities. A lot of companies understand that you can be more valuable to them, you know, with the more information you have. And a lot of companies that you guys work for, that I work for, that Chuck works for, they're willing to pay for certain certifications. Yes. You know, and anything that you can have like that in your back pocket is a huge benefit. Whether you're at that job or moving to a different job, you know, having a 40 hour OSHA card, having a, you know, even having a forklift uh, forklift license right. to operate forklifts. All those things can come in handy in your personal life. And a lot of the time it's going to make you, you know, more valuable to an employer that, uh, you know, you might, might kick, kick, your, uh, kick your income up a little bit, you know? Right. And plus if you're into horror movies, I got to say that watching all the forklift videos is mm -hmm. worth, worth the price of admission for that. Um, mm -hmm. if you don't like horror movies, maybe forklifts aren't the right thing for you because right. the or, training or there's taking, a lot. Yeah, or taking any of those first aid class where they teach you how to treat burns. Because those things burns are, are awful. I'll show you all the Especially electrical electrical burns. Ah, <laughs> oh, nobody oh, likes that. Gross. gross. I was I remember when I was in the Navy, uh when I was going through boot camp, they uh they, they had me swear off sex for about two years, man, because they showed you all the uh, STD videos. And it looks and like a cauliflower. And you're like, oh, no! And then, <laughs> and then they bring in lunch, like bag lunch for you to eat. Nobody ate nothing after watching that shit. Oh, man. I don't even like girls. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, they show you that one picture of somebody's crotch where the, where the genital warts just went out of control. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that, man. Uh, exactly. Now, the crane school, I was like, hey, that could be me. That sounds good. And I'm reading the email from my boss, and it's like, uh, hey, you uh, you um, 
should take this class. It'll be great for you. And, you know, you can work the big cranes and whatever. And then it said at the bottom, P.S., please note that any lifts you do on site, you will be held personally responsible for any damage you cause. Yep. And that's that's the kind of thing that scared me. I was like, yeah, I'm not sure I want that all on my hand. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, yeah, go a ahead. Friend of mine, a friend of mine used to, uh, he was a, not a crane operator. He worked for an electric company and uh, he worked on the weekends. You know, they had like a skeleton crew moving all around all like just the, you know, just the stuff that had to be done when, when uh, most of the guys weren't in. And uh, there was a crane operator operating uh and he he had the uh, little portable tv in his in his box there where he's watching the football game on on yeah. sunday and uh, so they had to stop and readjust the uh the wheels at the top of the crane so <laughs> how do i know so they, they took a they took a tyvek suit and filled it up with clothing you know packed it like a like a dummy like a person yeah, and carried it up to the top of the crane when the guy wasn't looking, and threw it off the top, and started screaming. <laughs> so he, so the guy operating the crane freaked out, and instead of running over to see what happened, he he grabbed his his little portable TV and ran over and threw it in the dumpster so he wouldn't get busted when uh, they're asking why the guy got killed. <laughs> That's awesome. This guy's always been a lunatic, so he's always got the best story to do, doing stupid shit, you know? Yeah, no, that sounds right. I really so, appreciate somebody that's that's uh, willing to do stupid shit and go the extra mile for a good laugh. Oh, that's it. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to step it up, right? Those training videos. To also find out how your friends are really going to react to help you, you know, your co-workers. Uh -huh. Um, you're yeah. like, oh, I see you got my back. Thanks, buddy. You know, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I don't know. That's just wrong. Now, so there's another aspect, and and that's welding. You know, welding is huge. Welding, uh, you know, being able to add parts. Um, there's a couple different types. Uh, what 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 are the different types, Kevin? Uh. Yeah, let's go through uh, welding because that's you know that's originally what this whole podcast was about was welding. We haven't even talked about it. Um, yeah, I like staying so, on point. All right, really, I mean honestly, uh, if you need welding done, the best bet is to find yourself a farm boy. I don't farm know why, it is, but they they all the best welders I know grew up on farms. Farmers know how to do it. Now, you remember that song? Uh, uh. A Country Boy Can Survive by Hank Williams. Hank Jr. That's kind of that. how it goes, man. Um, country boys can can handle all sorts of stuff that uh, that needs to get done. All right, so let's talk real quick about MIG welding. All right. um, MIG welding is it stands for metal inert gas, and it's right. run it's a direct current welding system. Now, if you guys are thinking, MIG is typically the one they call wire feed welding. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the way it works is you'll buy like a, uh, I, I think they call it a flux core uh, solder. Yeah, flux core kind of wire that feeds through. And with that, basically, it allows the gases to, you know, come out through the wire. So as the wire is burning or arcing, then you end up, uh, you know, letting the gas out, which will increase the heat. 
So right. it ends and up paying off. From, from oxygen getting into that and, and starting a fire of some sort or, you know, doing something stupid. We should touch real quick on if you're going to do any kind of welding, you should yeah. have a fire extinguisher next to you because it, it is definitely a, you know, it's a dangerous thing to be doing, especially if you're outside, you know, doing it instead of in a, in a shop, you know, and you've got whatever dry grass and shit sitting around you. You should have your safety equipment ready to go before you start on anything. Yeah. I mean, MIG welding is like a lot of like, you think of like the tubular frames you do, like when you're making race cars or aircraft, that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just that you do run the risk of, it's easy to have it where you kind of weld the surface, but you don't kind of get down to the core and you have to like Mm -hmm. develop a little, you know, pay attention a little to what you're doing. So mm-hmm. something to learn into. But again, really the answer is you're going to want to take a class or you're going to want right. to go find the guy who knows what they're doing and spend a little time with them. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's really how we learn things. You know, that's how you learn about animals and chickens and you have a buddy. Yeah, you're not going to listen to this podcast and learn how to weld because it's just no, not something help you can talk about and, and learn how to do. Uh, the next the next uh, main welding type of welding is uh, TIG welding, right. which stands for tungsten inert gas, and that's also a direct current uh, type of uh, type of welding. Right now, Chuck's, that- Chuck's an electric electrical technician. He could probably tell you the difference between alternating current and direct current. Ooh, direct what, current what is, doesn't let go of you. Direct mm. current doesn't let go of you. How about that? Um, uh-huh. so instead of being like a sine wave where it goes up 110 and down 110 kind of thing and, and moving right. back and forth, um, basically it's, you have a flat line and it's all up all the time. So it's that alternating is when you grab it and you explode off the equipment cause it right. throws you that's AC. And when you grab it and it just holds you and your arm's shaking and you're like, can't let Go except right. you can't somebody really has to hit that. you with a two by four right. to knock you loose. They except you yeah. can't do that because your jaw is locked shut by all your muscles <laughs> contracting. That's uh, usually DC. So just in case you were wondering, um, hence direct current where it's one constant level. So that um, basically TIG is is stick welding. Um, again, not the master welder. I can just kind of fumble my way through things and make them stick together. Although I do plan to uh, step up my abilities here. This is uh, another chapter that I want to kind of grow. And I figure if my company's going to pay me to do it and let me spend some time, then I think I'm going to take advantage. Um, there's also another cool thing called a plasma cutter. Now, it's yeah. basically like cutting with a torch, kind of. Um, right. You can be a cutter, lot more exact with a plasma cutter. Right. It's basically arcs, you know, as it burns, you know, through, it's just kind of a neat thing. You're, you're doing it by arcing instead of just melting. Kind right. of. And I, I took a class, a welding class, I don't know, probably 15 years ago. And I remember operating the plasma cutter and it was, it was honestly one of the coolest shits of things I've ever done. Op- right. Operating a plasma cutter is just, so much fun it's so easy and you can make the coolest stuff you know so fast and even very detailed no experience and yeah right. it, they're really neat 
the guy at work was like, Hey, we're cutting this. You want to use the bandsaw or do you want to use the plasma cutter? And I'm like, well, I know how to use the bandsaw. So yeah. <laughs> but maybe tomorrow when I go back to work, I'm going to uh, check it out. I'll go over there and, and see if we can't cut out some fun designs. Like, you know, a big, I heart my mom or something I could do, you know, right. See if I can't work out something good. Maybe just cut in the front of the bumper, you know. I, I love my wife and just mm-hmm. everything would be That'll better. Give you then, so right? many brownie points, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, should be like, yeah, you should take more welding classes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you got anything else to add to this story, bud? No, I think that's it. Just realize having the tools at home, putting it together on your own, these are the kind of things that are going to help you get to self reliant. And basically that's the whole point of this show in, in general, you know, our podcast is to make it so you can handle your own shit. And I got to say, you know, in a way, you know, it's self-sufficient back in the day, we used to call it being a man. And I don't think it matters if you're a man or a woman, it's, I know how to take care of things. And that used to be something in America that we had pride in. And we used to care about was being able to solve our own problems. You know, there used to be real pride in being self-reliant and being mm-hmm. able to handle it. And that's kind of what set this country apart and made people great. You know, when people think of our founding fathers and, you know, being cool like that, that's it, man. They were self-reliant. They handled their right. own shit. They didn't wait on anybody else. I think that's why most people find socialism and communism so offensive is because it gets away from the self-reliance. You know, it tells you, hey, we can all help each other and take care, but it gets people comfortable with not being able to take care of yourself. And right. when you can't take care of yourself, that's when you become a victim. You know, that's when you're dependent and somebody can tell you what to do and they can make you do things. And the more you can do for yourself, the better off you're going to be and the better this country will be. So right. just even, take you know, some time. 50 years ago. 50 years ago, you couldn't find a man that couldn't fix a car, change a flat tire, change an alternator, pull his battery out. You couldn't couldn't find a man that wasn't able to do that. And, you know, right now, today, there's a lot of kids that have never even looked under the hood of their car. And it wouldn't even occur to them that they Mm -hmm. could do it on their own. And that's what I worry about. So the more you can do to prepare and make your life, you know, better suited to the world, the better off you're going to be where you can self, you know, self prepare and self diagnose and handle your own business. That's what's going to make America great. That's what's going to keep us, you know, going. And that's what keeps you strong. And that's what keeps you from having to get in lines where you're dependent on somebody giving you a handout, learn how to take care of yourself and build a world where you can do that better and everything's going to be good. Just teach your kids that. Teach your kids to handle their own shit, and the world's going to be a better place. So yeah. with that, we're good? We're good. All right. Stay All right check safe. us out on, uh, on uh, uh, Patreon. All right. Uh, if you want to uh, donate to this very uh, ad-free show, uh, would help Chuck and I keep the, uh, you know, keep the, keep uh, the lights on. Keep the lights on, huh? Right. Uh, if you guys have any like specific questions that you want to get a hold of us for, uh, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. I know we got an uh, email the other day about um, 
uh, about developing your own uh, or picking out your own property as far yes. as a, um, as far as a bug out location or a, or a off the grid location. And, um, you know, I, we did a show a while back, but I don't think it's available. I, thought I so couldn't we'll find it. Um, we'll I think it might have been 90 days to prep, 90 days to an off-grid lifestyle or something. It's right. the one that I found that looked closest. But I could have sworn well, we good. did one just on picking out a bugging bug-out location. Right. I don't know. Right. We'll have to see if we can find it and do it. Sometimes do a I have such clever names that... <laughs> That even you out, don't remember. I don't what even know what I'm talking about. That's how good they are. I mean, mm -hmm. I can fool myself. That's how genius uh. we are. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And hopefully we hear from Hamish. Hello. Yeah. Reach out. All right, man. So, with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network. <laughs> Places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You go out there and the fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.